My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Ian Did, the CEO and founder of Kilo, an online platform that helps users capture and securely store digital assets that are important to them. Um, Ian, a warm welcome to yourself today. And by all means, thanks for joining us on the show. It's a real pleasure having you with us. Thanks for the invite, Scott. Yeah, my pleasure, Ian. And um, just for those listeners that might not be familiar with yourself and Kilu, just kind of starting with uh, what the business does, um, what is it that you actually specialise in in your own words? Just because I've only given a very kind of brief overview of what it is that the uh, the company actually does in terms of its platform. Yes, yeah, so, so Kilu allows you to store a digital copy of all personal, legal and financial information. So it's a great way of making sure your mortgage is kept up to date, your life insurance is in one safe location, uh, and the reason this is important was I lost my sister and mother within a 24-month period and went through the process of trying to deal with the estate. And it was a nightmare, and I want to help you, and Keely will help you to make sure all of your affairs are organized for you in the here and now. And if the worst case was ever to happen, your family can deal with probate quickly and easily. Um, and, yeah, we, we're on a mission to make life easier for our, for our users and their families. Yeah, so there's a obviously a very personal backstory to the business then in that it came from a family experience and it was essentially that that sort of motivated you get to obviously go and found the uh, the company and really provide this platform. Um, did you sort of uh, become, did it become quite clear just sort of from personal experience that there was that gap in the market and that that was essentially what Keely was going to fill? Yeah, absolutely. So I remember after I dealt with my sister and mum's estates that the one thing which is guaranteed to happen to all of us is the one thing none of us plan for. So we plan for weddings, christenings, all that type of stuff, Christmas. But at some point, we're all sadly not going to be here. And what we do is we kind of ignore it. So we might get a will written, but that's it. And we don't don't tell people where that is. So we understood that actually, without too much work, you can get all of your estate organized uh, and managed by yourself. So it's really simple to keep keep a sort of track of all your documents. But then if something was to happen, your family can instantly download those documents when they need them most. And we realized that no one was doing it. Uh, and I think that the reason was, is we, we simply didn't think about a time when we weren't in our family's lives. So yeah, Keely, Keely's come around to actually make this more normal and actually really beneficial to, to both you and your family members. And when it came to actually starting the business, what was that like? Because you did have a bit of a background in working in the digital print department within a printing business in the uh, the southwest of England. So did that experience help you when it came to really launching the business and getting it off the ground? Yeah, I I think it was a mixed one, really, Scott. So for for me, I had this, I'd been through the pain points of losing somebody I loved. And I knew that I had to create a solution to this problem. So I didn't have all the answers. And it's certainly been a learning, learning, uh, learning curve. But Luckily, I did have a team around me who, one, experienced the same kind of things that I had, and two, had different skills than I did. So my CTO, Sean, he was ex-Microsoft and Skype. Mm. Uh, uh, Sarah, my co-founder and COO, she'd also been uh, project managing at, at, at Microsoft. So I think for me, though, those skill sets we didn't have, or I, I didn't personally have, we have within our team, which allowed us to really sort of pull on one another as we were learning what Kilo was and We've had a few. We've had a few pivots within the business, but it's it's certainly been an educational experience. Unfortunately, we've had some really good uh, investors behind us who did have those knowledge points which we didn't have uh, during the early stages of the business. 
Yeah, that's really positive as well. So you kind of sought the help from uh, outside the business as well as being able to fall back on uh, some of your co-founders, your colleagues. And uh, having kind of taken that real sort of revolutionary idea through to reality with sort of a bit of experience in the digital side, but maybe not sort of being blessed with experience in the tech sector. Just for any young entrepreneurs that might be tuning into this program that may have their own big idea and are not quite sure essentially how to go about executing it, what would your sort of piece of advice be to them if they're thinking of starting a business? And what are some of the challenges that you think that they really need to be aware of early on? Well, I think nowadays we're blessed with a multitude of free platforms from Mm. Slack for messaging, you know, you can use zero for your accountancy. There, there is, there's a multitude that when we first started the company, we didn't have access to. But nowadays, there's some really good online networks. There's forums you can join. Uh, you can join different incubators. So if you don't have a certain skill set, there's plenty of incubators out there willing to help. But also, we've got LinkedIn. And a lot of people don't understand the pure value of LinkedIn from one, reaching out to people you want to work with, but also reaching out to other people who've been there and done it. And... I've been blessed with, with a number of, of key people along the journey who've been much further along than I have who are quite happy to actually assist you because they've been there. And it's something we do as an organization now. We speak to quite a lot of people in the very early stages because it's daunting. Starting a business is daunting. But the main, most important thing is actually you do start because, yes, it's challenging and you will have late nights and you will work weekends and you will have failures. But we've all been there. And we, you do get through it and life becomes easier. And then when you look back on it 12 months in the, in the future, you think, wow, that, that wasn't as hard as I thought at the time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, do you think sometimes we're a little bit um, afraid as sort of aspiring leaders of sort of taking risks and being risk averse? Because, you know, we're afraid of the failures, we're afraid of the setbacks. And, you know, maybe we should be embracing that a little bit more. 100%. Um, I, I speak to dozens of people who say, I've got a great idea for a business, but... And, and they never take it anywhere. I've, mm. I've always been the type of person I'd rather give everything a go and look back and go, that didn't work out as I thought, but at least I've tried it because I don't want to be one of those people sat in a care home going, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have given that a go. You know, what, what's it, for me, it's always judging what is the risk. And I'm certainly not risk adverse. You can't be as a leader, but you've got to have balanced risk. You've got to understand what could potentially happen from this. But for all those early stage businesses, you can do it as a side hustle and loads of companies or loads of people are now get it up to the point where it becomes too much. And at that point you can then say, okay, I need to step into this either raising investment or showing the traction and, and actually bootstrapping it for as long as you can. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose one of the, uh, the real blessings of a tech business is that it is very versatile and uh, there's a lot that you can do with it. And certainly during COVID, we found that the tech sector really thrived given the advent of sort of things like a hybrid working, for instance, and sort of remote video communication platforms. And given, of course, the immense amount of tragedy we saw during the, uh, the pandemic, um, I can imagine that as morbid as this might sound, I mean, it could well have been a good opportunity for a business such as Kilo to sort of really push on. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have a, a direct-to-consumer platform, but we also work in partnership with organizations in the le- like legal and financial sector. Mm. So people are now far more aware of their own mortality. You know, mm. we, the COVID has been on the news 24-7 for over two years now. But actually, it's, to get your affairs in order is incredibly simple. You know, if you were to simply create your account, within 15 minutes, you can have all, most of your information logged in. And then actually it's what other information can you kind of put in from photos, memories, messages, because it's not just a document storage platform. It's far more. 
I kind of think that people are now, one of the, one of the benefits of COVID is people are now more tech savvy themselves. Mm. So if you go back five, 10 years, you wouldn't find your granny on the phone to the grandkids on, on Zoom, for instance, or using like FaceTime. Whereas nowadays, I've got a 10-year-old daughter who literally is far more tech savvy than me. You know, she's creating videos on, on, on TikTok. And my, my dad is 73, is fully tech savvy. He's FaceTiming his grandkids in, in Ireland all the time. So that is one of the benefits. We are now more tech savvy than we've ever been before. We are absolutely right. And um, given, of course, that we are much more aware of our own mortality, as you have talked about, I suppose when it comes to business leaders, where, you know, there is a real set of assets there and a real estate to certainly pass on. I mean, it's an opportunity for people now to think a little bit more earlier on about, you know, getting their affairs in order for, you know, when the unexpected eventually does come around. Yeah, and, and people, I just think people sometimes are unaware of the difficulty of estate management once you've passed away. Mm. So if you were to try and ask your, your, let's say your spouse where your documents live, most of them wouldn't have, the, uh, have a clue. And that's because a lot of these online providers now of insurance policies simply give you access to an online portal, which is then emailed through to you. So if you've got no access to your husband or wife's email account, there's a high chance you won't find that insurance policy. So it's quite easy now to actually forward all that information into, into Kilo, for instance, making it really easy to, for you to use in the here and now. But if something was to happen, you've done an amazing thing for your family. And I kind of think in this society, if you've got peace of mind, everything is taken care of. What a gift. Yeah, exactly right. And just because, of course, we've kind of touched on it as well, um, given that we have become more aware of, you know, sort of health and well-being as a result of the uh, the pandemic, I suppose what leaders are also actively thinking about is sort of their own work-life balance as well. And uh, when it comes to sort of building up a business, that's certainly something that um, leaders do need to be very, very uh, considerate of, I think, because we can be a little bit guilty, can't we, I guess, of um, sort of getting drawn into sort of the hectic nature of running a business day to day, looking after our staff and maybe not taking the step back as and when we need to so um for yourself personally and as you've been building this business i mean how have you kind of found sort of establishing that balance uh, from a personal perspective it's always a challenge because the, the although technology is here and it's assisted us it also lives in our pocket now so we're mm. on our phones we've got emails we've got slack we've got notifications but we've always ensured that our, our, our teams take the time off they need to make sure they're, they're kept uh, alive and, and are healthy and positive. It's harder as a founder because you don't, you don't uh, switch off as much. Mm. Um, and there's always something you can do, but we're based down in sunny Cornwall. So what we ensure we do is each day, Sarah and I, and, 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 and we'll head out and have a walk. We try and take a, like a half day each a, a week where we simply don't work and we just talk about what we want to do in the business rather than working in it. Um, but it is challenging. And you have to be, there's always somebody in the business who needs to make sure you are taking that downtime. So trying not to work at weekends, making sure you have time with your kids and your families. Because I've met far too many people, Scott, who have made many millions of pounds and I ask them what their one regret is and it's not seeing their kids grow up. Mm. So I don't want to be that person looking back in 10 years time and my daughter's 20 years old and she said, Dad, I didn't see much of you. So I ensure now that for me, the quick wins are I, I get to drop my daughter off at school. I get to pick her up from school twice a week. Uh, I make sure in the evenings that I'm there with her. Uh, and that one of the things of being there with her is not just physically, but mentally and, and stepping out of the business to ensure that I am having that one-to-one -one time with my wife and my daughter, hugely important to me. 
Um, but it is tricky because we live in a society where people expect instant responses to emails and Slack. But sometimes you've just got to turn off. There's nothing that can't wait for the following day. That's exactly right. It's about that management, isn't it, of uh, sort of uh, your workload, what you're doing, taking that time out to spend sort of with your family or obviously if um, you're not fortunate enough to be in that position, you take that time out for yourself, you go outside, you go for a walk, you go to the gym, something like that. And I think um, the pitfall of the uh, the hybrid working pattern, as good as it has been for the work-life balance in some senses, um, it can almost be our great our own worst enemy as well because we can find ourselves just sort of drifting into that habit of answering emails at 11 o'clock at night and the line between between work life and home life can be blurred somewhat can't it so it's just those little things that we need to be sort of really conscious of i guess absolutely 100 percent yeah we certainly do and uh, just thinking about uh, the uh, the future and uh, the challenges that may uh, that may lie ahead i mean obviously we're in a period of time where there are sort of significant inflationary pressures we've moved on from covid but there's always a sort of a crisis for businesses to uh, to think about so um, and against the backdrop of that and i suppose um, over the uh, the next 12 months if we sort of looked ahead to let's say the back end of uh, 2023 um what is next for yourself and keely um, and uh, are there any kind of big milestones any big goals that you've got lined up yeah, I think there's some really exciting stuff happening within, within Kilo at all points. So we're, we've, we've just launched our mobile apps, which you can find on the App Store and, and Google Play. So that, that was great for us. It makes it really easy for you to use in the here and now. But it's just making the, making the platform easier. Uh, we've got some exciting partnerships in the UK, which will be coming soon. And we've also got some exciting international partnerships as well, which we're talking to. So for us, it's all about make, raising the awareness of what Kilo does. Um, Raising awareness of the benefits for you as well as, as a user, but actually that, and then how that links into the next generation. So I use, I use Keely for capturing really important memories in my life with my, my wife and daughter. And then how we can use Keely to really start capturing the emotional stuff, not just the physical documents, but actually the emotional stuff that you want to share. So you will see uh, some, some big changes coming to Keely, which we're extremely excited by. And, and hopefully within the next 12 to 24 months, you'll see Kilo offered on a more international basis. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic and I do wish you all the luck in the world in executing those aims to the best possible effect Ian and uh, given that you know we're in a constant state of flux and the technology is constantly developing you mentioned that next generation coming um, I'd love the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show in future and sort of catch up on how it's all coming together for you and like I say by then hopefully there'll be some great news to share. That would be fantastic Scott I'd love to join you again. It would be brilliant for me as well. I mean, it's been really eye-opening and, um, you know, also quite poignant as well, sort of hearing the story behind Kilu and uh, what the uh, the business and the platform is really trying to accomplish. And for anybody tuning into this podcast, if you want to find out a little bit more about it, um, Kilu.com be the best port to call, would it, Ian? Absolutely, yeah. Kilu.com, K-E-Y-L-U kylu.com and uh, for anybody who has been listening into this as well um, do feel free to of course uh, leave a comment if the issues that we've discussed do particularly resonate with you you are able to do that via leaders council all one word with an il dot co dot uk forward slash contact hyphen us or if you have your own perspective to add to the discussion or want to bring a topical matter or issue of your own to the discussion table you are able to do that by applying to be on our program and that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, for now, everybody, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed hearing from Ian Dibb, CEO and founder of Kilo. Ian, from my perspective, it's been an immense pleasure having you with us. And uh, do take care and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thank you, Scott. And to all of the listeners tuning in, as usual, I've been your host today, Scott Chaloner, on this episode of the Leaders Council podcast. Do take care, everybody, and goodbye until next time.